0: Hello, this is Ever Wonder from the California Science Center. I'm Jennifer Aguirre. We humans might think we run the world, but we're vastly outnumbered by microscopic creatures we can't see with our own eyes. Soil, air, water, everything around us is full of these tiny microbes. Even a simple puddle can be teeming with life. Ever wonder what lives in a drop of water? On today's episode, we chat with Chloe Savard, a microbiology student in Montreal who explores the microscopic world, or microverse, in her free time. She shares her findings through super cool and colorful videos on her Tardibabe social media accounts. We talk to Chloe all about her adventures hunting for microbes and what it's like to share science on social media. She also shares some pretty amazing facts about microbes along the way. Chloe, you are a microbiology college student in Montreal. Chloe, welcome to the show. Thank you. And Liz Roth-Johnson, editor and co-host for today's show, is also here with us. Hi, Liz. Hey, Jenny, and hi, Chloe. So,
1: Chloe, we came across your work uh, when we were looking for videos of microorganisms for an exhibit update we're working on here at the California Science Center. Uh, So you run a social media account under the handle Tartababe, where you invite people to quote unquote hop into the microverse. Could you tell us a little bit more about your Tartababe account? For example,
2: what would people find there? They will find mostly the hidden life around them and the amount of biodiversity that is surrounding them. And uh, it will show lots of different microbes like phytoplankton, ciliates, amoeba, and small animals like tardigrades, rotifers, and lots, lots more.
1: So you're really uh, exploring this microscopic world. So I imagine you're using microscopes to collect a lot of your your images and videos. Is that right?
2: Yes, absolutely. I use my home microscope that I got uh, last year and my iPhone, uh, which I put on my microscope with a special adapter.
1: And you had mentioned a few different names of some of the, the microbes that are featured in your videos, but let's talk about them a little bit more. Could you help us get to know some of the microbes that that we might see uh, featured in your videos?
2: There are so many different ones uh, that I post about them, mostly tardigrades, because people just are crazy about them, and so am I. And I post a lot about uh, algae that I find in ponds and lakes, Uh, also like small invertebrates like hydra, which can be even found in uh, home aquariums. I was like at my uh, friend's place a couple days ago and she has an aquarium and I just go straight inside. I sit in front of it and I'm like, hey, (laughs) there's this and this and this in your aquarium. So it's like There are always like big surprises. So I never know exactly what I'm going to post.
1: It sounds like you get pretty creative with where you are actually collecting these microbes that show up in your videos. Like, yeah, where where do they live and where are you finding these things in the first place?
2: Uh, It really depends. Like if I'm really going to chase grades I'll be looking into mosses and lichens. but if I want like small aquatic invertebrates uh, I'll be looking in my backyard ponds lakes swamps river well any fresh water like tomorrow I'm planning to go back to uh, the botanical garden which they have like uh, big ponds over there so I always go over there to like sample different uh, small places around the pond and so
1: you're really like a, a microbe hunter I mean before you even do your videos and you're out there in the world like searching for pools of water and mosses and lichens and, and yes. collecting things
2: <laughs> yeah I really love to like observe the environment and like I'm always like alert and aware like of where I can find microbes and like even uh, when I'm in car with friends or Anything like this, I'm like, oh my God, look at this swamp. Like there will be so many cool stuff in there. And I'm always like, it's like um, in my subconscious now. Like any places that can be some microbes, I'll I'll be like focusing on this. (laughs) When
1: you're going around hunting for microbes, collecting samples, I mean, do you know what you're going to find when you collect a sample?
2: Mm, It depends Some. Stuff I can see uh, with the naked eye. Like when I go to my friend's place that has an aquarium and I'm like looking into it and I'm like, this is this, and oh, this is fluffy around the this plant, so it must be a vorticella, well, a colony of it. Or in my backyard, when I see like some green, uh, fluffy stuff on uh, like a water bottle or, or anything, I know there will be algae. Or in a bird bat when I see lots of red things. I know it's a hematococcus algae that are red. Like, with experience, you learn how to recognize, like, uh, stuff from uh, naked eyes. But it's mostly surprises, like, when you take samples from ponds or stuff like that. Just, like, oop. And then if you look at the naked eye, oh, like, you can see a water flea. But, you know, it takes practice and time. Uh, But... I have like still every time I sample I have nice surprises like that I I never thought I would see this organism or so there's a lot of surprises and that's really cool because that's how you discover new species What
1: was one of your most surprising finds
2: Well lately like this summer I've I went on vacation with my mom to a new city i've never been to and i like i took lots of sample from like a lake that was near and another pond that was in the mountains and and in both of these freshwater bodies i i found some species i've never seen before like um there's a, a colonial rotifers like like a colony of rotifers uh, that's stick together uh, by their foot and it looks like a snowflake and like I was really wondering when I'll find this organism it's been like two years I knew about it so I was really really happy um like this one was really cool when I saw it what else like I saw so many new species this summer so uh, it was just really, really cool.
1: So let's go back to one of the microbes in particular that you mentioned uh, that you especially love, the tardigrade. Your social media handle, Tardababe, is a play on tardigrade, of course. Exactly. (laughs) Now, folks listening to this may or may not be Familiar already with what a tardigrade is. We don't have the luxury of being able to show it on a podcast, so uh, mm. maybe you could just <laughs> kind of paint a picture, describe to people like what, yeah. what is a tardigrade and what does it look like?
2: Uh, it looks like a mix of lots of different things. Uh, it has like a small uh, piglet nose, uh, it also looks a bit like a bear because of the long claws, but they don't have four paws, they have eight small legs with uh, huge claws. Uh, They also have eyes. Well, most of them do have eyes, like two small uh, black dots as, as eyes. Um, And yeah, they're, most of them are transparent, so you can really see inside them.
1: They're basically like they're microscopic, but they're like, but they're animals. They're not a single cell. They're 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 made of many oh, exactly. cells, like animals, like us. But they're microscopic, so they're just super teeny, teeny, tiny. Is that right?
2: Exactly. Yeah, they're made of a thousand cells. A thousand cells,
1: and I guess just for comparison, uh, you know, to give people an idea of what a thousand cells means, I think a, a typical human is made out of something like tens of trillions of cells so a thousand cells you know is not a lot of cells in in the animal world
2: it's basic (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly but they do have like a complete digestive system they have a small brain Uh, they have the black small eyes Uh, they do have a reproductive uh, system too Uh, they don't have any like a heart or anything like this because uh, they're small enough for oxygen to like uh, pass through the, their kind of skin called cuticle. So yes, but they're like complex for a small animal that has only a thousand cells.
1: Yeah, and they're pretty cute and funny looking. I mean, they they like you said yes. they have eight legs, and they kind of when you watch them, they're sort of like ambling around, almost like they're walking, but not super productively. Yes. And I've heard people call them, <laughs> you know, tardigrade is one name for them, but I've also heard people call them water bears or moss piglets. Yes. I think kind of alluding exactly. to what you mentioned that they kind of look like bears and they kind of had that
0: pig nose. Yes. So they're they're really uh, cute, cute little creatures. I wanted to switch um, gears and and ask you, Chloe. So uh, besides your posts being so creative and beautiful. They include a lot of information about the microbes. It seems like you put a lot of research into these posts. Uh,
2: could you tell us more about the process? Well, I have a couple books at home, and I have a couple PDFs on my, I, on my iPad like about rotifers and tardigrades and lots of algae. So, yeah, I... Uh, look into my stuff first if I already have some information about them. So, usually, like uh, scientific articles and books. And then, if I don't have any information, I'll go on uh, Google Scholar. And then, uh, yeah, type into Google Scholar and Find some some articles that can really help me uh, summarize the the main characteristics of the the organism.
1: You're doing all this research, and what I love about your post too is you include a lot of those citations, like in the post. Yes. Why is that so important to you to include kind of those citations and
2: all that information? Because I want people to take like what I say seriously, and. Yeah, I want them to know that what I say is like actually founded. Founded in reality or science or... <laughs> yeah, exactly. And there's a lot of misinformation and even on big accounts, like in a few days ago, I was looking through some posts and I was like, this isn't actually true. So I was like, it's it's hard to like know for sure that what someone says is true or not. So I really want people to be even able to go see for themselves like I put all the references so if they're like wondering oh is it really true or oh I want to read more about it because I think it's really interesting then uh yeah so they have the freedom to go check by themselves you know
0: you know your account is I think it's so precious because it's just it's really beautiful um the colors the music everything and mm-hmm. then you have factual information. So it's like, I'm not going to go somewhere, read something and then sound dumb in public because I can I can count <laughs> on you. <laughs>
2: um, <laughs> and even I sometimes uh, make mistakes in my posts. And, like when I try I'm trying to interpret some some information it can be hard, like when I go only with uh, scientific articles so sometimes I reread my posts and like uh, correct things if I'm like oh my god what did I write here Uh, yeah and also with tiktok nowadays I'm seeing a lot of uh microscopy stuff that is fake so like worms and food and mites and foods and like and you know it's fake like well I know it's fake but no one knows if it's fake because they they don't have a microscope at home or like didn't never had a experience with microscopes so yeah I see some account debunking like those viral videos like of worms on uh, in food and it's actually pretty easy you just take a piece of food uh, and you take your pond sample and you mix them together and then you get something people will be disgusted about and viral stuff you know and I'm so sad because I'm like oh my god there's some account that have millions of followers because of those fake videos, and I'm like, oh my god!
0: Not, it's not accurate. No. Yeah, no. It's like when you have, you know, your friend, and they're like, oh, did you see this? And and then you're like, no, that's not, you know, there's
2: no facts exactly. to that.
0: Friends don't let friends share bad fake microscope
1: videos on social media, no. right?
2: <laughs> Definitely. No. Well, I had some friends sending me those uh videos because they thought it was true and they know like I do microscopy and I'm like dude that's not even true and they're like oh okay so I can at least like tell my friends that it's not true but I am not making like a uh, videos about it to tell uh, everyone that it's fake right but some people are are doing it so that's really good
1: right you're 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 countering it with just a lot of really great
0: good information that people can get into all right, Chloe, so what is something cool that
2: you have learned? Well, something really cool I've learned, it's uh, the defense mechanisms of ciliates that are a type of uh, single-cell protist. Um, some have like pink or blue pigments, like uh, pink pigments in blepharisma and the blue pigments in stentor. They act as photoreceptors, but they are also toxic, so they can be released in the environment to escape predators another example would be a uh, paramecia that can uh, shoot small spines when they're threatened so it's really cool but because they're like small pokemons like well like any other animals that have defense mechanisms i like <laughs> i think they're all like little small like small pokemons that have their own like their own attacks so <laughs> that's something really cool i Came across.
1: Okay, so when you were describing the the little Pokemon, I had a really specific (laughs) mental image in my head. So blufferisma, I've seen some of those videos of of those creatures. And they, I mean, they look, they're like little single-celled pink creatures, right? They're pink. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sitting here imagining them as like little fairy Pokemon, (laughs) and they get spooked. (laughs) And then like, it's almost like squid, what you were describing, or octopus. Like they can release the pink in a little cloud of of toxic uh, bluff to escape predators. (laughs) That's so such a funny mental image to me,
2: yeah, I know it's it's really cool, and I've even uh for the paramecia that uh like shoot little spines, I've even caught it on on camera too, I posted it like last year, but I'll probably repost it because it's something I really thought it was cool. There was like this small uh predator that it's called dileptus, and it's like mainly their biggest. Uh, predator and there was like this whole colony of paramecia that was like circling uh, around it. And it was like shooting spine from every angle. And I was like, Oh my God. And I could finally see it because I bought like a phase contrast condenser. So like something that can show you some even more invisible stuff that you can't see with bright field or dark field or any other traditional uh, microscopy uh, illumination. So yeah, about bought this and I could like see those spines now and I was mind blown. It was really like a small Pokemon too, like a earth Pokemon or plant. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, it, it's cool how different they can look. You, you mentioned a few different techniques that, that you can use with the microscope. And I think, you know, most people when they start out or if they've used a microscope, maybe in a biology class at some point, uh, it's probably bright field. That's sort of the most common. Put a slide yeah. on a microscope and shine a light through it. But um, but there's so many different techniques that sort of reveal different things. And one of them that you use uh, sometimes that is really fun is polarized light. And it just makes yes. things look glittery
2: and shiny and magical. Oh, my God. I love it. <laughs> yes. And then I put like a, a small Petri dish and I can create like a, even more colors so I can like create, like, that this that uh, small rainbow, and I love to play with this a lot, and there's some organism, though, it doesn't work on, so sometimes I have to try it, like, I try, like, what I do now is, when I found, find, like, some new organism, I try every type of elimination, all of my techniques, and I'm like, okay, this one really works well, like, last year, it could take me hours to do something that now takes me one hour. So, uh, yeah, so it's, everything is becoming really easier. Uh, and I can see the improvement from j- like in only a year.
1: That's great. Yeah. You stuck with it and it's gotten easier and it, it just sounds, um, yeah. so creative. I mean, it's, it's science, but it's art and it's, there's a lot of creativity that goes into to your work. It sounds mm-hmm. like, so you have, These beautiful videos, they're visually stunning, you have great information. One other piece of your accounts we haven't talked about that I also really love Is the music. Yes. Uh, So you have really great music with all of your videos that just creates this super awesome microverse vibe and kind of contributes to like your whole thing being as much about art as science. It's really great. Tell us a little more about just the music and how you pick music to go with these different videos.
2: It's mainly like my personal taste that I will base myself on. So I love video game music, especially Zelda. Uh, film soundtracks 80s music in general and synthwave, uh music and lo-fi too so i try to uh, pair these style with my videos uh, but i also use original music from uh, artists that i've met on Insta stuff that are around the world and i made new friends like along the way and yeah we talk like often and s- some some of these friends now like send me some tracks and everything. So it's super cool because, well, I used to study in music for uh, years and years. Uh, So like music is something that is really close to my heart and knowing how uh, it is to be a musician, I know it's super hard. So I'm trying not to use only like uh, mainstream stuff, but also like uh, music that are from like, uh, small artists that are not really known. So I think it's even more original to do this too. Do
1: you have any like particular examples of maybe one or two videos that you really love the pairing of the video and the music you could share? Just specific examples? So like four
2: days ago, I posted like a larva video with uh, one musician that I really like that is uh, small like not really that known and it's like some uh, synthesizers but the larva start to like move really really quickly at the same time that the the melody comes in and everyone is saying like this song was like written for this video and even i like it, it was a repost but i couldn't pick any other songs because i was like this is just perfect so this larva is really like and the music together was just like Perfect. I also um, pick, I have like um, this organism that you see the, the whole big eye. It's a Daphnia. So you see it from uh, the front and you see really this huge single eye. And every time I see it, it makes me uh, think of, of uh, Sauron from the Lord of the Ring. So, you know, the big tower with the eye. So I put the, the um, soundtrack of Saruman on top of this video, and it was just like... It fits so well.
1: Yeah, I love that second example. It's almost like a little inside joke. You know, Daphnia, for those who don't know, is a uh, is a water flea, right? It's, it's just like a little, exactly. small little water flea. But, but it does. It has these big, funny eyes. And so I love the idea of, of equating that to like the eye of Sauron and having the music to go yes. with it. <laughs> yeah.
0: What advice would you give to maybe a high schooler or a freshman college student or any college student who has never used a microscope before but may have some kind of interest in exploring the microverse? like
2: you have firstly to buy like a cheap microscope so not get too serious about about it and like small accessories like uh, slides and uh, plastic uh, pipettes and stuff like this and just go sample like around your home like in puddles of water or ponds that are near your your apartment or house uh, or or uh, or even in your backyard and just like take it lightly and have some fun with it because it's the the most important part of doing this like and personally my technique mostly comes from trial and errors and doing some research on the internet on how to improve like uh, my technique but it's mostly trial and errors so uh, yeah, just have having fun with it and like experiment by yourself and oh, like if I turn this, this happens, and I think it's the best way to to learn and to master something uh and also to be like really patient because sometimes it takes time to really be able to observe uh some cool organism
0: well uh Chloe, where can people follow you online and find your work?
2: Uh I mainly post on Instagram and that's where I like started too. But uh I'm also posting on TikTok and I try to post on YouTube as much as as possible too, but like I'm really starting on YouTube. So it's mainly Instagram, but my work is uh on all three Platforms. And what
0: are your uh, social media account names? Tardy Babe. On all of them? Yes. Perfect. <laughs> That's the brand. I gun the name <laughs> everywhere. I it's like, copyrighted. No my, this name. <laughs> you are the one and only Tardy Babe. Yeah, nobody else can <laughs> yeah. be. It's been wonderful talking to you, Chloe. Thank you for taking some of your time. Yes, I'm so happy. Yeah, thank you so much, Chloe. It's been really fabulous talking to
1: you um, and just hearing all about your enthusiasm for the microscopic world
2: oh thank you so much for having me i'm super happy
0: and that's our show thanks for listening ever wonder from the california science center is produced by me jennifer Aguive, along with perry roth johnson liz roth johnson is our editor theme music provided by michael nicholas and pond five we'll drop a new episode every other wednesday If you're a fan of the show, be sure to subscribe and leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps other people discover our show. Have a question you've been wondering about? Send us an email or voice recording to everwonder at californiasciencecenter.org to tell us what you'd like to hear in future episodes.